Hi, everyone. My name is Erica. I am our Graham Student Ministry Pastor, and I'm one of our teaching pastors here on staff at Rainier View. And we are so excited this week. We're sitting down with some friends. We're sharing some stories, and you'll get to hear these stories also over the next few weeks. And it is going to be an awesome time together. I'm with a great group of people. So let's do some introductions here. I'm going to throw it all the way across the table first. Hello, man, all the Rainier View friends. Uh, my name is Eddie Johnson. I am the air director of Lakewood Silicon Young Life and a friend of Rainier View's. Yeah, you are. It's my second podcast appearance. Hey! I, yeah, I just remember that I got to hang out with you and Jeff was, last year. That was really fun. That, that was, was a, fun. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be back. Do you want to Do you want to introduce uh, the friend that you brought with you today? I would love to. I brought my friend with me, uh, junior at Silicon High, Ski, High School. Excuse me. Kirby McNeil. What's up, Kirby? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I got a little sheet here, and it's telling me what to do. I'm Kirby McNeil. I'm, I'm going into 11th grade, as Eddie already said. Um, it also asked me my favorite memory from this summer. I'm going to say um, summer practices with my cross-country team, just doing a lot of running, and it's just really enjoyable hanging out with all my friends and just being able to cruise through parks like that. That's so good. Yeah. So I, got, I, I do have to say, though, Kirby and I talked about this on our way over here. He, he, says, he says that he enjoys just running 50 miles or more a week, and I don't know if I could say those words. I can't say those words. I cannot say I those words. I can't, so I'm but I'm say so it. happy for you. Yeah. Uh, we all got to find the things that we love exactly. in life. So that's great. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to throw it over here. Uh, hi, my name is Zane. Um, I'm going to seventh grade. My favorite memory probably from this summer was Young Life Camp. Um, I really just enjoyed the experience and having fun with like different people and getting to meet new people. Um, That's great. I love it. That's awesome. And then right here. Um, <clears throat> my name is Alana. I'm going into 10th grade. And my favorite memory from this summer is definitely high school camp. Yeah. It was just meeting the new people. I know. I we had a good time. It was great. Eddie, what's your favorite summer memory? Oh, man. A, a pretty wild summer. I did have a, a, a really busy summer. You know, uh, I, well, if I go back to the spring, like right before the summer, yeah. I went to New York. I went to Denver. Um, I went to Canada, a Young Life camp in Canada, and then I spoke at a couple weeks of some camps uh, this summer. So it was a really crazy. Here's what I would say. My daughter, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and she was living her best life. She, um, everywhere we went, she thought everything was about her. She goes, oh, what, are we, what am I doing now? What are these people here for me now? And just watching her just like embrace like life yeah. of right. a I mean, two-and-a-half-year-old. Two-and-a-half. Two yeah. She swam. She got a marriage proposal this summer. Oh, my So, yeah, goodness. the first one. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Right. How'd you feel about that? Uh, I'm still conflicted, but I mm -hmm. like the kid, you know? Okay, great. Shouts to my man Luke uh, from Coeur d'Alene, <laughs> three years old. My man oh, Luke. I love three. you, Luke. He's three. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's older. I know. So. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, just a lot of stuff this summer. All really good. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so we want to just ask some questions and get to get to hear your thoughts about um, life and the world. So this, this, this first set of questions falls under this category of questions of kind of who am I? Um, and that is such like a broad thing. And adults are going to ask that question their whole life. So don't feel like you have to, you know, like have all of the answers and just really feel like you know everything right now. But the first question that we want to ask you guys is like, what do you think about the world? I don't care. Any of you can go. Oh, okay. That's that's a super broad question, I guess. Yeah. And um, I think the world on paper uh -huh. is very different from the world that I'm living in, mm -hmm. where okay. like I'm just an upper class high schooler living yeah. in my own little nice little town, 
and enjoying my life just running around doing mm -hmm. fun stuff. But then you look at the news and there's obviously a very different portrayal of like, yeah. oh, the world might end by 2050. Oh, yeah, we're having conflicts with different countries and everything's, you know, just absolutely falling apart. And it's very different from the world that I guess we're probably all living mm -hmm. in just in like Lakewood, Silicon area. Especially probably Eddie. He's living his best life right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Um, I would say, like, the world is, like, huge, but, like, small at the same time. Because okay. I'll be, like, talking to someone, and they're like, oh, you know this person? Oh, yeah, we're friends. I'm like, but yeah. there you go, like, I know them from two completely different places. It's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Zane, what do you think about the world? Uh, I think it's kind of like Kirby said, but, like, I think the world could have better leadership. Like, I think... I think if our leader just, like, thought a little bit more, like, I, I, th I feel like the world would change if... If if all of the leaders in all of yeah. the world work together? We're, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely change. <laughs> it, it heightens the, the, the old leadership lesson. Uh, shout out to John Maxwell. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. So you're hitting the nail on the head, Zane. Yeah, you really are. Okay, so so eat so so you're like the world feels so big but also small at the same time and you're like my world your your world feels small and connected and then you kind of look at the bigger picture and you're like very different. Very oh my different. gosh, oh no. So so what do you think about like especially for you two, you're a little closer to graduation, you're a little closer to like becoming an adult. So what do you think about when that, that time comes that you're kind of like, ooh, I've made that switch from being a high schooler to being an adult. How do you feel when you think about that? I, I answered first last time. <laughs> um, probably, I don't know. I feel like I would be nervous. Yeah. Just, you know, taxes and everything. I'm like, no, thank you. Look, taxes, I, 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 that's, that's the most stressful <laughs> night where I'm like, Oh, thanks, Eric. <laughs> I, look, I'm sorry. I just, I want to be honest here. Hey, keep it a buck. Hey, I, every year my wife and I have like, we have to have a talk before uh -huh. we start our taxes because uh -huh. we will get an argument at some point and we just <laughs> need to like, remind ourselves it's going to happen. It's okay that it happens. Let's keep it pushing. Remind each other of like your marriage vows. Exactly. Like we said better or worse, baby. I know. This Here's is the worst. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. I had something I was going to say. I forgot. Um, there's a lot of pressure where like we're moving towards graduation and once we graduate a lot of people are saying like you've graduated you've entered the real world like the real world I was talking about earlier where like everything might end by 2050 and a lot of negative news mm -hmm. and I think the biggest push for us is just to try and keep it as positive as possible mm -hmm. to do everything we can to hold on to like the small more connected world we had yeah. as moving through our teenage years and especially our childhood years. And I think to abandon that world would just to be accept all would to accept all the negativity that's being thrown at us and just say, all right, this is the world I'm living in now. Instead of just, you know, taking the small connected area that we already know we're going to live in for the rest of our life and yeah. then just trying to push that out into like the big adult world that we're being thrust into. Yeah. You want to try to still like believe the best about the world and the people you encounter. Because most likely, no matter what, I'm still going to have like a, a smaller connected group of friends and a yeah. group, my family especially. Mm -hmm. And so we're all going to be together no matter what for the rest of my life. Yeah. So why would I abandon that just because I'm being told that that is going to change? Yeah, for sure. What do you think about growing up? 
it, it it's it's it, it makes me nervous to like grow up because yeah. like you think that like going up is going to get easier and easier yeah but like as you grow up it starts to get tougher and you have more responsibilities and it's just like you have a lot of pressure yeah which causes like stress and anger and yeah. I think I think growing up is just a tedious process yeah for sure thanks for sharing that yeah so so as you are navigating these these growing up years like where do you go for advice mainly to my friends <laughs> wait hang on hang on hang on, hang oh, on. okay I, no okay. I, I love what you just did there what did you do tell if, if people are only listening to this and they're I, not watching. I pointed directly <laughs> at Eddie yeah. because Eddie has been working with people my age for what? How long, Eddie? Yeah, it's like 20 some odd years. <laughs> oh, yeah. So longer than I've been alive. Um, Just really putting Eddie on so, the yeah. there. Exactly. No, no, Eddie, gray in my Eddie, Eddie has a good majority of the answers I could look for. And he's also a very smart, very uh, biblically wise man. And I can always Thanks, just... Kirby. I don't there's there's not a lot of questions I don't think Eddie could make. There's, there's one or two. I, I will say this. Um, Kirby and I, in the last year and a half, we've really gotten to know each other, and I know his parents as well. And we've had won't won't go into the details of the chats, but uh the thing I love about Kirby is he is always willing to listen when you do give him advice. Um, he will challenge, he'll push back too, which I also think is important uh for a young person, is you should know um hey, I'm going to listen, I'm going to embrace, I'm going to like receive, but I'm also going to ask questions and, and poke and, and, and prod and uh, allow myself and allow the person to give me advice to get a little uncomfortable. But I think he does it in a good and healthy way. Um, but yeah, it's important to have that little wrestling, right? You know, we, iron sharpens iron is like one of the Bible lines, right? It's we, one of the things we quote all the time. And, and it's important that even as 15, 16 you know, 13 years old, like you should know that you can push back on the adults in your life. Do it respectfully, do it in a way that's, that's thoughtful and loving. And hopefully the adults will receive when you have, I know it's tough, especially if it's your kid or someone related to you. Um, I know it's hard to receive, but it's important for us adults to listen when kids push back a little bit. So. I want to, I want to circle back around to that in a few minutes. Yeah. Make a note. We're going to circle back around to that. I want to hear more of your thoughts on that, Eddie. What were you saying? Um, I said my friends because I just, I don't know. A lot of times they help me. Yeah. Like try to figure out what to do. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, um, do you feel like you have really wise friends? Some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them. Name names. I'm just kidding. Don't name names. That's not okay. But yeah. But yeah. like, if I need advice on my friends, I go to adults. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who are the adults that you? Well, probably like my D groups leaders, yeah. and then my parents and family members. Yeah. 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 Because they're people that have put the time in that you built like a relationship with, yeah. and they're and you're like, oh, I know them and I trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Zane, who do you go to for advice? Uh, I I go with my dad. Yeah. I I just feel like. Because me and him have a really strong relationship because he's just not only my dad, but he's, like, my best friend. Mm, yeah. And, like, I, I just really go to him for advice. Like, I, I feel like he's the wisest man I know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's wow, good. this is it's really hitting me in the feels yeah. before, uh, you know, 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. Um, Eddie, who do you go to for advice? You know, uh, uh, I've got I've got a handful of uh, pastor friends. Hey, I'll, I'll give one. I'll shout out to 
um, Rusty, you know, yeah. actually I met with Rusty a couple months ago. That was a lot of fun, but I've got a handful of pastor friends um, who um, they're, they're a few years ahead of me uh, in life, whether it's in ministry or family and things like that. Uh, I have a mentor, the guy that led me to Christ. He's a pastor in Fairbanks, Alaska, uh, Mark Zweifel. He's probably still the, the OG, the number one guy, because he's known me since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think it's interesting. I, my, my wife and I talk about this sometimes is the fact that, like, it, it's important to have not just... Um, you should have layers is what I should say. You should have layers of relationship, layers of friendship, and layers of uh, mentors, however you want to call it in your life. Uh, because not no one person is going to be able to like scratch all the needs on all the itches of your life. So I've got some people I go to for financial advice, shouts those taxes, right? I've got some people um, I go to for ministry advice, parenting advice, leadership. Um, and I have some people I just go to blow off steam with. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't want or need anything from you. I just want to like like text memes back and forth and be silly and be dumb. And I think you need all those different layers of uh, people who are mentors, friends, advice givers, encouragers. And like I said, just the buddies who you're like, hey, we're not doing anything. We're just going to be. So, yeah. That's great. Can you unpack a little bit more when you were like, yeah, we need to, we need to listen when people, when, when students, when kids push back. Yeah. Well, let me ask this question before I I say anything. Um, How do you all feel? Do you all feel like the adults in your life listen when you have something to share? And yes or no, do you feel like it? And if so, yes or no, uh, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel like you're valued, you're understood? What would you say? Um, Well, it depends on like which adults you let into your life. Like if you let the right adults into your life, then I feel like they listen to you. Yeah. I feel like it really just depends on the situation and like Mm. who it is because like it could be something like silly or dumb, Mm -hmm. but then it could also be something like serious and like. Yeah, that's good, Zane. That's good. I got to say, I think it's, it all depends on the maturity of the adult. Yeah. Because not a, not, you don't just become an adult and automatically become <laughs> mature. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee there are probably yeah. some 25-year-olds that Zane is more mature and more smarter. He's probably smarter also. <laughs> there are like 50-year-olds that he Holla. would be more mature than. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think yeah. the more mature that a person is, um, the more likely they are to listen to people that are supposedly like beneath them, yeah. especially where like um, where we're sitting a full generation beneath our, our parents and every, like a lot of adults above us. And so for them to want to listen and want to hear what we have to say about any one given thing. I think that shows a lot of maturity of any adult. And then any any adult that isn't willing to listen and isn't willing to um, just hear what we have to say is really just trying to shut off anything that could be seen as like um, demeaning their position, which is just a big sign of immaturity. So I think you just, you just have to find the right adults. Yeah, that's huge. Um, what I first think of, um, Erica, to answer your question is, I feel like this generation, this Gen Z, uh, they have a great BS meter, um, <laughs> yeah. a really good BS meter. And, um, uh, and I think every generation has um, to different degrees, but this one, um, because, it's, so there's, there's so many really, there's a couple of really good books out there, and I have a few friends who this is their area of expertise. Um, and really what it comes down to with Gen Z is you all are very self-aware. 
you're very self-aware. I think the area where you have weakness still, and we all have weakness, um, uh, I, you know, um, I'm a millennial. Uh, someone said I'm a geriatric millennial, which uh, oh, I'm, sorry. Uh, no, I was like, come on now. Come on, Crystal. Yeah, us older millennials out there. Yeah, come on now. Anyway, late 30s, early 40s. That's that's where we're at. Um, but um, uh, the, 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 work, the area where I feel like so many of my friends who are Gen Z, where they're still working on, is it's discernment. Is you're really aware of the temperature in the room but you have no idea how to like adjust it is how I would describe it. You're aware of, um, of, Hey, what's going on? Maybe even why it's going on, but you're still trying to figure out how do I navigate through these moments in life? And I think that's part of the reason why, like, I really think we should let you have pushback is because the only way you're going to be able to figure out how to solve the issues and the problems of life isn't just to say, I have a problem. Ah, what do I do? Well, it's to, to have conversation and dialogue with people who've been ahead of you, with people who are older than you, with people who have gone through some of the things you've gone through. But they also have the perspective to remind you that like, just because life feels like it's about to fall apart, you're going to be okay. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was um, 21 and starting in ministry, um, one of my mentors said, Eddie, when you feel like life's about to fall apart, remember, it's going to be okay. You're just 21. This is not the worst thing that's going to happen to you. This is not the hardest thing. And it's just a helpful reminder that I, when you're 17, life can feel so immediate. And so like everything in this moment rides or die on what I decide to do. And the reality is it's usually not true. It's usually not true. But I think it's important to let you talk about that, feel that, push back with Erica, myself, and other adults so you can figure it out. All right, I talk too much. No, you, no. <laughs> Eddie, we are grateful to hear your wisdom. <laughs> There's a reason that we were like, let's, let's, let's bring Eddie on for, for this too, because um, you, have, you, have, you have a lot of wisdom to share, and I'm, I'm sitting here learning as I am sitting with all of you. So thanks for sharing. Um, okay, so what is one of your biggest dreams for your life? Zane, what's oh. one of your biggest dreams? <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> should I have like a, should I have, a, should we get like a little bowl with each of your names in it? And I pull exactly. it out in yes. order each time. Exactly. So that way you guys yes, just do that. <laughs> so that way I don't do want to talk over anyone. I'm like, Here we okay. Go. Okay, great. Yeah. Kirby's Kirby make is them. doing it right Zane. now. Zane, what is one of your biggest dreams for your life? Uh, well, uh, last school year, I really got into wrestling. Oh, yeah. nice. I feel like I I I want to be like a professional wrestler. Okay. And I feel like that 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 would be fun. Yeah. I love it. That's great. <clears throat> hey, dream dreams look different for everybody. Come uh, on now. None of you have to be like I didn't say professional wrestling. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I guess it would just to have a successful job that I love. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to go with the nice and easy one to not royally screw up the next, I'm going to say 20 years of my life. But I feel like if I can make it through 20 years and I haven't messed up big time, I'd end up with a wife and a somewhat stable situation and probably kids. And that's really just the dream. If I can make it that far, I've made it for the rest of my life, really. And life. I can just write off that success for the yeah. next 40 years of my life after that. That's good. Can I, can I give you some advice? Yes, go ahead. Okay. My advice to you would be you need to really clearly define what – what, what would it look like? And we don't, we don't need to define it right now because that gets like really, you know, that gets really uh, vulnerable here and you necessarily sign up for that. But um, you need to define what it looks like to be like, I totally like screwed up my life because 
because oftentimes for me in the moment, it can feel like I have... I've totally screwed everything up. I will never have a good life again after this like accident that I made or decision. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not that big of a deal, right? It's that like yeah. feeling, it's that immediate feeling yeah. of like, oh no, you know, it's that, you know, you, you sat through a meeting and you totally messed up or you, mm-hmm. you embarrassed yourself or something. Got um, because what then ends up happening is kind of that meter is constantly shifting and changing. Yeah. And so you, as you continue to like step into adulthood, set really clear expectations for yourself. So that way you're not constantly feeling like I either have to, I'm like trying to overachieve in this way, or I feel like I've totally messed up on this thing. And it's actually not as, it's probably not as big of a deal as you think it probably is. Um, would be my advice to you as you. I think that goes back to what Eddie was saying, where our generation is solving the issue of discernment, where we don't quite know how to navigate through the problems and we focus more on the immediate. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 So I think um, that's probably going to come with age and more maturity as well, like how we're going to find that discernment. Mm -hmm. And I guess once I get that discernment, I could clearly define it. But I I think where where I would define the point of I've completely screwed up is if I could come to Eddie or my dad or anybody else that I truly trusted, like the pastors at my church, Mark Miller and Dave Pyle, if I could come to them with a situation and they would say, well. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. That's, I, that, that's, a good, uh, that's a good bar there. Good job. Where, where yeah. somebody, somebody with good discernment yeah. combined with like, oh, I, I know I've messed up here. Yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't help me through it in any way possible. There, there's where I screwed up. Okay, great, perfect. I just didn't want you to have yeah. something. Have, have you heard of the book Start With Why? No. Okay. Or maybe I have. I don't know. Uh, Simon Sinek, uh, probably one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, but the whole idea behind this book is why do we um, hold allegiances to brands and to things like that? I mean, it, it gets more than that. But for instance, one of his big premises is why do people... Uh, only buy Apple products. Why do people only drive certain cars? Is because um, there's something about the core value of that entity that they identify with. And so if something gets your why, if something ident- you identify with something at the core of you, your core value, then once you figure out your why, then you can figure out the what, and then you can figure out the how. And so one of the big things I tell, especially when students are graduating high school, going into college, I was like, well, what's your why? What's the big picture? Yeah. Not just like, um, it's great to, to want to be a professional wrestler, want to have a good job, want to have a good family. Those things are awesome. I'm not saying yeah. that. But what is the why? Well, I want to have a family because I want to, to, uh, I want to raise kids who feel secure and love the Lord and da-da-da-da. I want to have a job because I want to give back um, and support people who are in need. I want to be a professional wrestler because da-da, whatever, whatever you're, you're, you're having, understanding your why behind your what is so important. I think that's what a lot of what you're saying too with, with Kirby is, is understanding like, hey, like, like there's going to be some hard parts, but if you have, and there's going to be some moments in life where it feels like failure, but if your why is strong, it's like, hey, like for me, I love my community. I feel like uh, the Lord has called me to just bless my community and be a blessing, you know, like Abraham, just be a blessing to my community. So that is my North Star, my central focus. So everything I do is based off of that why. If I want to be a blessing to my community, well, then I should probably vote. Then I should probably give back. I should probably volunteer. I should probably train and recruit and develop other leaders, so on and so forth. So if your why is strong, it makes everything else really crystal clear. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. 
Um, do you feel like you get to show up as your whole self when you connect with God? Yeah. Yeah? Why do you feel that way? Um, well, I help out in kids' ministry. Yeah. And you don't think that you'd learn a lot, but you really do when you help out. And one of, like, the main things that Ollie, our little owl, says, he's like, okay, God loves you no matter what. <clears throat> and you could always be yourself around God. I'm like, okay. And, yeah. yeah. So, so by hearing that in kids' ministry and the place that you've been volunteering, it is also changing how you approach God. Yeah, it really, they really want kids to make sure that they know that they are loved in the eyes of God. Yeah. So th I think that's amazing that they're teaching them super young yeah. that they're loved no matter what. Yeah, that's so good. Zane? I feel like you should be able to be your whole self with God because God accepts and he, he died for our sins and he's very opening. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you should just be your whole self anywhere, everywhere, with him, with anybody. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you show up as your whole self with God? I feel like, I feel like because we, I, I try to talk to him whenever I can. Yeah. And it's, I try to talk to him whenever like tough times happen or when like mm -hmm. I've had like a good day or something. Yeah. And, like, I, I just feel like, yeah, I can have Good. open communication with them. Good. You had said a lot in the first question. You're like, you should be able to. But I'm like, but do you? We want to hear what you are thinking and feeling. Um. Okay. I, I guess I have a question about the question here. Yes. Does it mean, does the question mean that you, when, can, do you feel like you can be your whole self with God, with just God in private? Or does that mean, do you feel like you can be yourself with God and show that to the public? Ooh, yeah, well, I originally posed the question, like, do you feel like when you go to God, you get to be yourself? Because I think a lot of times people put up barriers. They're like, I can't, I can't bring this part of my life to God, yeah. but All right. yeah. I'm going to answer that question really quickly. Um, I think the only way that you are, that you aren't your true self uh -huh. is by lying. Whenever you go to a different group and you um, act a different way just to impress them, you're ultimately lying about who you are. Yeah. Um, God knows everything. He's kind of like the om omnipotent creator of the universe. Uh -huh. yeah, no so big deal. I think Very big deal. once, once you reach <laughs> it, once you, if you ever try to communicate, if you even, if you even just exist and you mm -hmm. think about God, he already knows everything that's going on inside your life. Yeah. So you cannot possibly lie to God. Uh -huh. You can't get away with that. He already knows you're 100% true self. Yeah. So I, I don't think you could possibly not be yourself if you're trying to connect to God. Yeah. And then do you feel like because you, so, so God is already, God knows you, God sees you, God loves you, God cares about you exactly as you are. Because you know that, do you feel like you get to show up at school and at church and in your community as the truest version of yourself. And the, does that give you the confidence to do that? Or is not that at all. Not at all? Yeah. No, <laughs> all it right. takes some time. It's a place of growth for sure. Because, oh. No, go, go ahead, Kirby. Okay. Um, because um, us as humans, we idolize the world too much. And the world does not idolize, idolize us as Christians back. So um, our, our relationship with God is not in every single clique and every single group and every single... Um, the place we show up, it's not going to always be the number one thing like, oh, that person is a good Christian. That's why I want to hang out with them. That's why I want to... 
That's why I want to be around him. Yeah. That's why I want to hang out with him. That's not the number one thing almost ever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the real reason. If we idolize that world, our world's view of like Christianity is not number one, yeah. um, it's very easy to all of a sudden feel like it's okay to lie about our identity and our, like our self in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Eddie? You kind of already answered it, so um, uh, <laughs> we can. Yeah, uh, here's what I'll throw out to both, to all three of you. Excuse me, is in talking about bringing your whole self to the Lord. In what ways is that easy for you, and what ways is that hard for you? Like, what does that process look like actually? Like, what what is it the things that you feel like you do or have to do or don't have to do? Um, does that make sense? All right, I'll draw a name. Yeah, we yeah, because this All is right. yeah, this one, yeah. All right. What do we got here? All right, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> Zane, so, do you not want to answer? That's sad. It's a big question. It is a big it is a big question. It's like so this is this I'm asking how, really. Like how is that process of drawing near to God for you? What does that tangibly look like? So um, and maybe Erica, maybe you and I can can maybe I'll ask to you. Yeah. Like that'll be the best. Um when it when it looks, when what does it look like mm -hmm. when Erica is being authentic before the Lord? What does that look like? Wow. Okay. I, I just got so nervous. I'm so yeah. sorry that oh, we see? put that on you guys. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you feel our pain. I do. I do <laughs> feel the pain. Exactly. I'm. Yeah. 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 Um. For me, when I am actually genuinely authentic with God, it is incredibly unpolished. Mm. It is incredibly. Um, scattered. It is not. Um, so like I, I journal, um, my, the healthiest version of myself journals every night that doesn't always happen, but, um, and I can tell my, the more authentic my, my journaling and my prayers are, um, are when I'm not thinking who's going to, who's, when I die, who's going to read this. Mm. Um, and so it's like removing that piece and just being like, okay, I just need to get whatever is happening, whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm experiencing within me out. And I need to lay it before God. And I need to not worry about what someone else might think if mm -hmm. they stumbled upon my journal or they walked mm -hmm. in while I was praying or, or something like mm -hmm. that, um, yeah. which is, um, really tricky for yeah. me to be perfectly honest so it's mm -hmm. it's definitely a thing that i'm still growing in so i guess if you if you, i guess if you three don't want to answer eddie answer you you, you answer first before they yeah. do yeah uh man there's a lot of similarity actually yeah. um uh, i'm not a journaler but it is definitely i like that word unpolished um you know uh uh i'm verbose i'm loud uh, so typically yes yes yeah, so, yeah maybe that's why uh typically when I'm fully authentic before the Lord, there's usually, I'm usually going. Like, and when I say going, I mean, um, I'm singing, I'm shouting, I'm yelling, I'm pacing. Uh, a lot of times when I pray, uh, I will pace back and forth. I don't like to sit still. And there's a, uh, or I'm driving and I'm talking to myself. My best prayers are when I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm similar to that. Like, I remember there was one time years ago, I was praying and like, I don't know why, but I was at Walgreens and I just felt like I just need to pray. And I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot for like an hour just after I'd already left Walgreens and I was still praying just because I just, something was in me and I just felt I had to have one of those little, you know, 12 rounds with Jesus. Like we're 
we're knocked down, drag out. And so my most real raw times with Jesus, when I'm fully being myself, is when it's just like, it's like an MMA fight and we're just going toe to toe. And it's, it's, I, I am asking questions. I'm telling him I'm frustrated. I'm telling him I'm excited. I'm telling him I'm scared. It's just all of the things are laid out. And then you just walk away feeling, oh, that was so therapeutic. You know, you yeah. just have this calm and this peace that comes over you. You're like, all right, I, whatever you ask me now, I can do. Um, you know, sometimes it's a hour, sometimes it's a couple of weeks, sometimes it's a couple of months of those process. Yeah. But, um, when it's, pure and when it's real and vulnerable that's what it looks like for me but it, it's not always pretty no. and and i don't know if i'd want to be a third a fly i don't i wouldn't want someone else to be a fly on the wall be like whoa what the heck i'm like hey this is yeah this is what it looks like when i can turn that part of my brain off it's yeah. better so let me ask you three a different question that maybe doesn't feel quite as yeah, put on the one. spot there that was a great question though eddie and i'm glad we took that rabbit trail together um what is a what is a practice in your life that you do on a regular basis to connect with god um, um, like, a thing I like to do is um, I bring the human things to God. Um, and God ultimately, as we said earlier, omnipotent creator of the universe. He might be just a little bit more powerful than us. Maybe. So when I bring these small human struggles that are getting in the way of me growing spiritually or growing in really any other way, if I, if I bring them to, to the, the perfect man that I have 100% trust in, and I just I lay them at his feet and I ask for help and then I give thanks. It's it's very it's very easy to just find those things slowly begin to solve themselves and for life to just get a little bit simpler the closer I get to God. Yeah. Um, I like to like set a little bit of time at night and then just truly like think and then reflect and then try to bring it to God. And stuff. Yeah, like reflect on your day, yeah. what went well, what did not go well. What I can do better. But stuff. I'm sure every one of your days you crush. Yeah. <laughs> Zane? Uh, it's, I try to like practice like talking to him every night and then it's kind of like what she says, like reflect yeah. and then think what better I can do yeah. on a different on like yeah i just yeah. try i just try to connect with him and yeah keep in touch and stay in good hands that's good that's awesome so eddie and i sit in a really weird uh generational place where we remember life without social media holla yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. so good yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so bad it actually was it was it was really good yeah. um you, the three of you, have no memory of life without social media, right? 2006. 2006 was when you first got on? No, it's not. Well, I was when, born. Oh, you were born? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you were born in 2006. When were you born? I was born in 2008. 2008? April. Uh, I was born in 2010. Yeah, the tens. <gasps> we, we, we there. We're there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, I was going to ask you a question. Um, how do you, Crystal is also in the room with us and she is freaking out. Yep. So how do you feel about social media? I feel like, well, a lot of people think social media is just the only problem. We get rid of social media, all problems in the world will be solved. But I feel like social media is not the only problem. A lot of people like use social media in a positive way to like connect with uh, people that have moved away or you can't really see as often. Uh -huh. But yeah, it's much, 
I'm going to skip that last part of what I was going to say because it's kind of iffy. Um, Do you want to say it and we can cut it? Yeah, okay, sure. Okay, say it and then we can cut it I was going to say social media, it's much safer to share your social media with some. I guess it is, than sharing your number. That mm. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. That's interesting. That, yeah. Because uh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying there's definitely a generational gap because I think and in, in, uh, maybe... Oh, how old are you, Erica? Uh, I'll be 30 in October. Okay, so you'll be, okay, yeah. So I think, I don't know about for your generation, but I would say people who are in their 40s like me, I think they would probably say the opposite in some ways. Um, not always, but but that's interesting. I just That makes me think. Yeah. yeah, huh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Zane, are you on social media? Uh, I I have, I have like Instagram, but yeah. like, I don't know. I think social media is... It can be abused sometimes. Like it's, it could be used for bad, but sometimes like you can find like good stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Social media is just an awkward thing. It's. It is. <laughs> it is. It's like iffy. Yeah. It depends how exactly. you use it. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Zane. Were you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the only problem with social media is that we aren't just using a platform. A platform is trying to keep us on the platform for as long as possible. The positive drawback to that is that because they want us on there for as long as possible, they're trying to make the experience as comfortable as possible, as safe as possible, and just trying to keep our attention for like just just as long as like as long as possible again. Because that's, that's how they make money, right? Yeah. It's all about money for them. For us, it's about social connection, mm-hmm. part of social media. So I, I think the biggest problem comes when people can't see that um, a social media platform is trying to keep them there. And then they, they uh, fall, fall prey kind of to that trap. And they, they aren't very self-aware around, about how social media is trying to keep them there. And then they end up staying on social media, which ultimately harms your uh, social life by staying just inside and on a phone rather than using social media to connect and then meet and then hang out with your friends and be with people that you otherwise wouldn't be able to communicate with yeah so you kind of then touch oh go ahead oh okay um i was gonna say during the pandemic that was our only source of social connection Mm -hmm. so and then it i feel like the pandemic sort of messed a whole bunch of people up because they yeah Mm Because they felt like that's their only way they were able to connect with people. Yeah. And during the pandemic, it kind of was, but like yeah. now they still feel like it's their only way. Now we have to like build the, now we have to build the skills yeah. to interact in person. Yeah. And that's taking a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit harder. Do you feel like, you touched on it a little bit, do you feel like social media adds more pressure to your life? And if so, how do you navigate it? It adds pressure for me to like go on social media more because I feel like I'm going to miss out or something. I need to know what's going on, when is going on, and then, yeah, I don't want to miss out on something. Yeah. When you miss out on something, how do you feel? I feel sad. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like I could have could have not missed out on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at your sadness. I'm (laughs) laughing at the way you said. I feel sad. I was trying to figure out what. Yeah. Kirby, Zane? Rock, paper, scissors. Ooh. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Could have brought back the cards. Oh, damn. That means you're going first. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it could add pressure at times because it depends on what's going on because it Mm -hmm. could be like, 
It could be like bad things, like, I don't know how to explain like the bad things without being, I'm, I'm not gonna explain that. But um, it, it could also be like, it could be like, it could be good at times, but then it could also be extremely pressure, pressuring and like, mm -hmm. it, yeah. 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 And, and the bad things also, I mean, there are some things that are just like straight up bad on social media. Like there's exactly. no, there's no way around exactly. it. But also yeah. like, there are some things that are like bad for me on social media that might not be bad for Alana mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah. Um, and it can just be like hit or miss depending on kind of how you're wired, where, where are, where your sadness is, where you're like, what are you sensitive about? Things like that. Oh, I was going to say, you could also use social media in a positive way to, like, make a difference mm -hmm. about something. Because you could, like, make a post, and then you post it, like, towards a subject, yeah. like, say, climate change. Yeah. You post the subject mm -hmm. of climate change, and then somebody else can repost it, and they yeah. repost it. And then it reaches a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But social media, yeah, is, it's a whole mixed bag. Iffy. I, th I think um, the biggest positive to social media, really quickly, this is off, off, completely off question. But the biggest positive of social media is that social media is the easiest way to track exactly what generations are going to be on any given website. Um, I, I had a friend, Grace Roger, and she was trying Shout out to, to Grace. <laughs> yeah. Grace. She was trying to advertise her, her babysitting business. She was uh -huh. just trying, so she advertised it first on Instagram, yeah. and surprise, surprise. Nobody responded to <laughs> oh, it because when you're advertising to 13 to 25 year olds, how many, how many of those people have kids? I don't know. Three yeah. percent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, Look, I'm, I don't I'm, do math. Yeah, I'm, I'm something like up. that. Very, very small number. But then she moved over to Facebook, made a oh. Facebook account, and then promptly re-advertised her business. And all of a sudden, the next day, she has 40 Boom, different, you know, yeah, direct exactly. messages asking, like, hey, are you available on this date? Hit up spot. Um, yeah, Dang. But, That's smart right there. <laughs> so it's very, uh, social media is very generationally clear. Yeah. You, you have a, a direct split between, like, who's on what, on what uh, platform. But then uh, the problem is um, with pressuring, with pressure in social media is there's always something you're going to miss if you're on social media. If you're on social media and you see that somebody had a party without you, bam, you, know, you got the, oh, the sad feels, I missed out, the FOMO, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're off social media, there's the fear that you're going to miss out on the fear that you're missing out, which is a little strange. And it's all about just completely letting go of any hold that social media has, which is going to be super difficult for especially our generation where we grew up completely on social media, on Instagram and whatnot. Okay. Kirby's really pastoring to me right he, now. He, he <laughs> is. He has strong pastor vibes come yeah. from Kirby. Yeah. Okay, I've got two questions. All right. So, so more, more on the fun side, more yeah. on the fun side, just because I was going to ask him about FOMO, but now since you, uh, you all kind of brought it up. Okay, you personally, on a scale of one to 10, one being not at all. Ten being, I have extreme FOMO. Ten. Yeah. You're a ten. Kirby's a ten. Erica. Oh, I'm a ten. Um, I think I'm maybe more of like a nine at this okay. point in my life. Okay. It's getting a little you've, bit better, yes, but it's you, still you've, very. You've high. matured. Can I say eleven? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. One he's, million. He's taking Erica's one point that she. Gave, yeah. <laughs> um, it depends at who on who's at the event because if it's ah. like people I don't know, I don't really care. But if it's people I know, I'm 
I'm a little hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you got to give a number. Got to give a number. Oh, a good 10. Yeah, I thought so. Because when you said it that way, that's a yeah. 10. Like someone a 10 would say. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Okay. So I'm the outlier. I'm like, I'm like, like a four or a five. Oh, a four? I don't care. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday that was like, you'll first feel the sadness and then you'll feel the joy that you weren't there. And I yeah. was like, oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry, what were we going to say? No, 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 no. Yeah. Just, I think it's just fascinating just yeah. is like, because I have like my sister is probably, she's probably like a seven or eight. My yeah. wife, lower like me, but my daughter already, she's two and a half and I think she's going to be a 10. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I think I also, I struggle a lot. There's, there's, there's the fear of missing out, but yeah. also like the comparison that happens in yeah. those spaces too is something that really like yeah. gets to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then one more question. This one's another fun one just because I got to know. Okay. So what is the go-to... Uh, person, channel, whatever on social media for you. Like you are just killing five, 10, 15 minutes of time. You're on whatever platform you're on. Go TikTok or Instagram, right? Whatever you want to do. Uh, what are you going to? What are you going to to kill like five minutes? Oh, what the, platform are you going the, to? What, what platform or what person? Like, is mm. it like, are you like watching a bunch of cat videos? <laughs> are you like me and I'm just, I'm boring. So it's sports all the time for me. That's not boring. That's Dude, not boring. That's I don't boring. think it's boring, but I feel like when people... Yeah. Huh. Look at me. They're like, I'm, 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 I'm not catching up with football. Okay, I'll right answer. Now. Can I, okay. can I, yeah, can I kick ahead. this one off? Okay. Yeah. Um, I was uh, one of the very lucky few people who got to go to the Taylor Swift concert. And when, when the, when the concert wow. started, I stayed off TikTok because I didn't want the concert spoiled for me. So I was off TikTok from like March to July. And now that I am back on TikTok, all I'm getting is Taylor Swift content. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I Made a good choice. love it. Wow. Taylor I Swift. Know, I want to know everybody else's like Taylor Swift conspiracy theories of like, when is she dropping a next album? Oh, wow. The, the current rumor right now. I got a good one. I have a good one. The current rumor right now is that she's going to start her own record label. And I want that to happen. Anyways. It's a cult. Yeah. It's a cult. Swifties wow. is a cult. It's amazing. Wow. I've never been prouder I, to be I, part of it though. I am, I'm speechless. Wow. But for you, like you're like, well, that Taylor yeah. Swift stuff, that's kind of boring. And for me, I'm like, but, but it's not She's for me. She's a great me. entertainer though. It, it's yes. not for me and sports she shouldn't okay be boring to you. So don't speak about that, your interests. That, that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I received that. Okay. What are we oh, going with? Um, I'm on Instagram. But I like to look at like book recommendations because I'm always having the hardest time finding new books to read. Okay, we'll talk about that later. I have yeah. Okay, I'm not okay. that good. Book recommendations. I, I like am it. stuck on Instagram, specifically the Instagram Reels option, because mm -hmm. I have the um, attention span of a goldfish, <laughs> and I could, probably less same, than same. one. But um, you know, it's very easy to sit there and scroll. Yeah. Uh, recently, I moved kind of back towards YouTube and you know, 50 mini video essays. But again, it's all just capturing my attention second by second. But yeah, YouTube and Instagram, mostly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Instagram reels. Like, <laughs> like he said, like, it just lowers you in. It's, <laughs> it's the, the programming. I That's great. It. The videos. The recommendations. The platform is sentient and it's got my attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what do you wish... Adults knew about Gen Z. Oh my gosh. I wrote this one down. <laughs> I, no, I love it. What do you wish? Um, well, it's not really that deep. I just said <laughs> I'm, I'm no, don't don't sell yourself short okay. before you give you an answer. Okay. I was just gonna okay, let's say, back up. What do you wish adults knew about Gen Z? Um, I wish they knew that technology isn't always the problem. I mean it is a lot of the problem, but like sometimes it's not the problem. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm gonna. Oh, oh Zane, oh, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are we doing this again? We're doing this again. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. it's great. It's all good. Dude, no. Too predictable. No. Uh, wait. Um. All right, I actually have an idea, so I'm gonna leave Zane. This is tough. <laughs> That's okay. We'll let Kirby go, and it, and you, you don't you don't have to answer if you don't want to. All of yeah. these questions are optional, by the way. I should have said that. All they are. Nothing is optional. You have to say yeah. You have to answer everything. I was answer. told I'm not getting a ride home if I don't answer these questions. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't think there's much that um, anybody else really needs to know about Gen Z. Uh, millennials and what's the other one? Well, there's a few. There's boomers and Gen, Gen X. X. Yeah, there's there's not much that you need to understand about Gen Z because it's a very, very weird kind of. It's just strange. Like every single generation is going to look the generation down, especially when they're teenagers, yeah. and think you are a bunch of weirdos because that is not how my life went. Uh -huh. I'm already looking at freshmen and thinking that exact oh. same thing. So but not you, Zane. Is in your? I, I'm sorry, I don't really know you. I can't. I can't. I can't I'm not allowed. To, I'm not allowed to sit here and judge you because I don't. Freshmen look way older than me. It's like surprising. I'm like, yeah, but okay. I like so. It's it's very sim like it's kind of human nature to pass judgment on the people that are younger than you because you've learned the lessons that they're going to learn, and so just to look at them and say, well, you shouldn't be doing that because this, this, and this, but they haven't experienced this, this, and this yet. So I think um, it's just, it goes back to the maturity of the adults and just understanding and being willing to listen to us whenever we have anything serious to tell. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Gen, Gen Z is like, I feel like what adults should know about Gen Z is that we're very different. Yeah. Like extremely different. Like back from back then, you had like you had simple stuff like like MySpace. Like no, because back then you would just now we have like people cussing each other out. But now it's back then it was like oh no, you smell like this, you smell like onions. Uh. There actually oh, was some mindset to other people when I went. Oh, <laughs> you're a poopy head. You smell like onions and poop. <laughs> the insults have. But insults have, have gotten worse. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know where these. I don't know where Gen Z has gotten it from. But it's Gen Z's out of control. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I've actually heard. So so Zane, you you're brilliant, bro. Because this yeah. is exactly what studies say. When you read the books and and you dig into the the science. Um, when I was uh, 13, 14 years old, um, if I had a beef with someone, it happened. And not that it's easier, better, or worse necessarily. I don't want to get into the better or worse, but it's different. Um, it happened from 8 a.m. to like 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. while I was at school. Maybe after school, maybe before school, but I got to escape it versus now uh, when there's beef or when there's some bullying or whatever, yeah. it happens 24-7 because yeah. you're online and because um, the world has, as much as the world's so much bigger, it's a lot smaller with social media. And I've heard that from other students and, and studies will tell you, like, like you can't escape 
the the bad reputation. You can't escape the the rumors or the lies or the bullying. Um, and the only way to escape it is to completely disconnect yourself from it. And if you completely disconnect yourself from it, like you all have talked about FOMO. with social media, you get FOMO. And also, you there's stuff you will miss out on. There's some things that are really a part of you're, you know, it's like an ecosystem, right? You know, if you, if you're an Apple person, you have all Apple products. If you like Amazon, you have all Amazon products and you just fit that ecosystem. But when you try to pull yourself out of the ecosystem, parts of your life will fall apart because you've built your life around that. And, and that's the reality for you guys. When, when you try to pull yourself out of the ecosystem of Gen Z, because you want to escape some of the constant stuff like there's going to be some ramifications that come with that. And I think that's an important thing for adults to realize is the FOMO, yes, but also the realities of, hey, I, I, if I'm going to live counterculturally, like I have to do it in a lot of layers of, yeah. of your life versus whereas me, um, you know, I didn't necessarily have as many layers mm-hmm. um, that I had to live in my life counterculturally. If someone wanted to talk to you, they had to talk to your parents first because yeah, they called the house phone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I also really appreciate what you said, Kirby, about like... Listen to us. Yeah. Listen to us. Whoa. Get to know us. Yeah. That was really good. Thank you all so much. We're, I, Crystal, are we still good? We're, we're hitting about 55 minutes. Oh, my goodness. The only thing I'm worrying about is the video Okay. So, so what we'll do, we're going to hit these next two topics, but we're going to go through them a little bit faster on these next two. Okay? Okay. It'll be less it'll be less rapid fire, but I'm just gonna ask fewer questions because I wasn't sure how much you all would talk and engage. I wanted to have more content than less to work through. Okay? All right, great. Okay. In this next section, we want to talk about this idea of like, where do I fit? This is a question, again, that every person in the world is going to ask, is going to want to know. Um, in previous conversations, like Eddie's talked about, like the ecosystem, what's your why? Like, where do you belong? So the first question I want to ask is like, how do you make friends? Yeah. Um, I make friends through friends. You make friends through friends. (laughs) Yeah. So if my friend knows someone, I'll most likely know them too. Yeah. And then we'll become friends, hopefully. That's great. great. I've had the same 10 friends for at least two years. One of them I've known for eight years. Um, Kirby's got a squad. I haven't really evolved past them. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a very social person, so I enjoy talking to other people. Yeah. But I don't think there's any way I could really qualify anybody as a close friend when I already have this dis, just this defined group of yeah. ten people that just like I'm I'm so close to that I can't it kind of repels all other ability of making friends and it's made me less social over the last year, but it's also very tight knit and very nice. Yeah. Uh I really just like talk to people and make friends through other friends, like she said. But Talking to people, like, back to Gen Z real quick. Yeah. Just, just a real quick. No, this whole thing is about you. Take it back. <laughs> Gen, Gen Z has, like, a problem of, like, not communicating as well. Mm. It's, like, because some, some, of, some of us can be, like, social, like, really social, and some yeah. of us can be, like, very nervous and hard to, like, communicate. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have a huge amount of, like, sympathy for you because a, a key part of your, like, how do I make friends formative years were, were spent also having yeah. to navigate the pandemic. And so that, that makes it really tricky to try and build friends. Um, are there places where you feel like maybe you have to show up as like a modified version of yourself to be accepted? No, Zane, go. I feel like you should be yourself anywhere because nobody, 
like just because somebody is different from you and maybe you think that they're cooler than you, everybody's the same. Yeah. And it's, I feel like you should just be yourself anywhere and everywhere. I love it, Zane. Zane's also pastoring to me. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I feel like I have. I don't have to be. I just like to be. I don't know. It's like a version, but like a slight version of myself. Like at school, I'm a bit like calmer, and then at D groups, I'm a bit more energetic. <laughs> um, but I don't have to be like that. I just like to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's good that you don't feel the pressure that you're choosing it. I mentioned it earlier, but a belief that I, I truly have is that the only time you're ever not yourself is whenever you're lying to somebody else for literally any reason. Because at that point, you've you, it's not you who's telling the lie. It's not you who's really who's living that life. It's not, it's not you any longer because you've decided to add this artificial part of you to the equation. So I think um, really almost everywhere I go, I end up being some semi-Kirby amalgamation of like different personality parts that I'm like, all right, so this group really, really enjoys when I just do the super light humor and throw out a bunch of tiny jokes. So I'm just going to try to be funnier. But that's obviously like I, I'm, not, I'm not really that funny all the time. So I can't like I'm, <laughs> I'm making stuff up. I'm just like I'm doing whatever pleases the crowd at the moment. And since I've, I kind of, I kind of realized that about a month ago where like any, anytime I'm lying, I'm not living as myself. So I'm, I'm trying to reverse that by just not lying, but it's very difficult. So I, I still think probably almost everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who in your life does a good job of knowing the truest version of yourself and cheering for you? My pastors and my friends. Your pastors and your friends. Do you want to say more about that? What does that look like? Um, let's see. I guess the more I'm around someone, the more they know me better. Yeah. And then hopefully they'll cheer for me. But Yeah. Is there, um, is, is, do you like a preferred way for people to cheer for you? Not really. Okay. Just supporting me. Yeah, supporting yeah. you, showing up, cheering you on. Mm-hmm. Good. So I have two people. Uh-huh. The first one, definitely my father. Yeah. My father's literally my best friend. Yeah. And then I also have, like, my best friend from school, okay? Yeah. His name is Bentley Haynes. Great. This dude will listen Shout to me. Shout out like, Exactly. No, not that Bentley. This, oh. this dude's cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like they'll listen to me. Like, yeah. Just... If if you want if you want to express your feelings, just like I I don't know yeah I, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Do you have a way that you like for your dad or for Bentley to cheer for you? Is it like text messages? Is it showing up at your events? Is it like buying you gifts? What does it look like? <laughs> I don't know. It's just really talks and hanging out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, I, w- I would say my dad, except for I don't think my dad knows me as as well. He's definitely the best cheerer. Yeah. The best cheerer in my life is my dad. Um, everything he sees me do, he appreciates it and he's proud of it. Yeah. And it's it's always just great feelings whenever. And he, he does that for everybody, literally everybody. Like, you ask anybody on, on my cross-country team, they will always, like, say, oh, yeah, Justin McNeil, whenever I hear him cheering for me, it's always always a pickup. Um 
But I don't know, there's like, there are parts of yourself that you always keep from your parents because that's just how teenagers are. That's just how you, like, oh, oh, but that's like, I can't be like that around my parents. I have to be, I have to be more distant because it's, it's such a nerd move to love your parents, you know? <laughs> Not really, but you know be what I nerds. mean. You know what I mean. If you got good um, parents, be a nerd and love them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go a specific shout out to Adam Wargo. Um, Adam. <laughs> uh, no, he's, me and him have been friends since fourth grade. Wow. So six going on seven years. Yeah. And um, he's just always been the nicest, nicest person in my friend group. He's always just... He's always just this happy, really like floaty kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he always just enjoys pointing out specific characteristics of people and saying, that part of you is good. I enjoy that part of you because it makes Aww. me happy That's and because it makes that. everybody else happy. That's cool. yeah. And it's super, it's just, there are some days when it's really needed and I really enjoy it. And yeah. I can't wait to see it when I, well, I actually want to hang out with him today, but whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. I Love getting to hear about your friendships and how they're playing out. Eddie, do you have anything that you want to, any questions you want to ask, any follow-up you want to throw in here? No, this is great. I, I just, I'm really encouraged. And I, I will say this. I think the fact that, you know, we've got uh, students here who are highlighting the importance of their parents um, in different ways. It's come up a few times uh, and that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. Number one. And number two, I think also what you said is 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 okay to a degree, Kirby. Like there's parts of your life that not that you're hiding from your parents, but like you need other adults in your life to speak into your life that you can be like, hey, I want to talk about this, but I don't want to talk about it with my mom and dad. Like that's totally okay. Uh, not to hide, not yeah. to, you know, we're not talking about hiding sin and doing like that, but like they're like, hey, like I don't necessarily want to talk about this girl or this guy about with my mom and dad. Like that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Okay, now we'll go on to the third part here together. All right, in this, um, in this chunk of time together, we want to look at the question of what difference can I make? And I need you to know that every time I talk to adults and they're like, I kind of want to serve, but I just don't think that like I could volunteer somewhere and like it would matter or it would make a difference. And I'm like, it would make such a difference. So, uh, so with each of these questions, this is the one that I hear the most from adults of like, could I... I couldn't actually make a difference yeah. there, but actually you could. But I, I really want to be able to hear about that from you guys. So what is a problem that the world is facing that you feel very passionate about? You look ready. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm trying not. to think. I had it written down, but I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to go with the perception of Christianity. Ooh. Especially with evolving like social and cultural norms, just trying to show that Christianity isn't rejecting everything that people come up with i think especially a very a very touchy one is going to be like um homosexuality and the lgbtq plus movement in that um well, yes go ahead and go there kirby just wow he just went there he okay went there. Just went yeah. there. sorry it's, it's, no, it's, no it's a big thing i feel yeah. passionate about it um in that um christianity clearly defines everything that they like that that lifestyle as a sinful lifestyle uh-huh. But it does not say, because you live this lifestyle, you cannot be saved. It's, it specifically says, because you live this lifestyle, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to our community and be saved. Enjoy community with us. Yes, this lifestyle is a sin, but I've sinned. Everybody at this table has sinned. Yeah. So what, what difference does it make? You are still a, a son and a daughter of God. Come join us. And I think that's the big the big part is that people don't understand that because 
on the outside, Christianity doesn't really show that. And so I think just really bringing that to the surface, that uh, the biggest, one of the biggest tenets of Christianity is Jesus' grace. He died on the cross for us so that we may still sin, but we will still be saved if we believe in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that it's it is that it is it's so much more than just like don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah. That there's so much grace and goodness and love, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the there's definitely some parts of that that are yeah. have gotten lost. Um, again with like the Ollie thing. Sorry, guys. No, Ollie's that's amazing. great. Do you want to do you want to quickly explain who Ollie is? Oh, Ollie's this owl, and he like teaches us things about God. He teaches the kids things about God. Yeah, it's it's a kids ministry like mascot. Ollie yeah, the owl, who teaches. The, and yeah. he's like this little cartoon owl, but he's very wise. <laughs> Makes but, sense. As all owls are. Yes. Yeah, Ollie's yeah. amazing. Anyways, so, um, oh, again, we're really trying to stress that. Uh, God loves you no matter what, no matter what you look like, no matter who you love. Yeah. And they're really trying to push that towards the kids. And it's amazing. Yeah. So. And you think that that is a problem? You think it's a problem in the world that people don't know that enough? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like a great okay. on <laughs> image yeah. on Christians. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. The problem that I'm like passionate about about the world, I feel like this world's like quality, like, how like people act and like how they like to solve things could get better yeah do do you all feel like you have influence and power to to make changes Mm -hmm. in this yeah i think that's the goal like if i could be then i want to be and i strive to be but that also puts a lot of pressure on like the performance of whatever i'm doing Mm -hmm. and then it introduces a sense of ego where i have to be the best Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a pitfall. Yeah. So. So 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 you need to lean into God's love for you, <laughs> and you yeah. like, yeah. And, and you need to lean into God's love for you, and you need to lean into God's love for you, and like, how that changes how you approach things. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak no, into that's that. That's good. Okay, mm-hmm. great. You you feel like you can make a difference? Yeah. Well, I feel like helping out in kids ministry. No matter like what you're doing, you are making a difference. Um, again, like posting things, that's also making a difference, like little by little. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you have the ability to make a difference in this? I feel like I could, like, I feel like just spreading the word of Jesus is making a difference in general. Yeah. Yeah. Is there someone that you look up to who you think is already kind of stepping into these things and doing these things well? Erica. Erica. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thanks. I think the easiest question is just anybody who is elder to us and also doing everything that I that I wish to do. Like Eddie over here, Eddie's doing a great job. Yeah. Erica, I don't really know you, but I imagine you're doing a Erica's great job. Doing a great she job. is. She is. Eddie you. says you're doing a good job. That means yeah. you're doing a good job. Thank you. Yeah, see? Thanks. I feel like older people, like he said, are the wisest yeah. and more... Like, they know more. Yeah. Experience. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, all of you, the last question I had to ask was, like, do you think God cares about this? But all of you were, like, you, all of you specifically addressed the things of God and that you wish, like, yeah. the world knew that God loved them more. So, yeah, I think God does care about that. So, yeah. Yeah. you're already right, right on track. Exactly. <laughs> Eddie, how do you see Gen Z making a difference? Um, man. Ooh, I might need a second to answer that one. Um, 
every generation has their strength side and their shadow side, mm -hmm. uh, just like every individual does. And there's going to be, um, uh, I think, the, the um, uh, health, mental health, physical health, being aware of what's going on in your surroundings, that awareness uh, is the strength side of Gen Z. I think the shadow side, like I said, is learning how to discern between um, what and how it, it needs to be a thing. Like, you know, one of the things I always say, not everything is something, yeah. right? Not everything is something and learning to discern like when something is something and when it's not something. And I think for Gen Z, where I see them making a difference is helping, um, whether it's generations above them or the one that comes after them, is helping them understand it's okay to want to be healthy. It's okay to want to have um, uh, a good life and a happy life. It's okay to be concerned about things, whatever your things are, whether they are things of the world, things of God. It's okay to have passion and concern and thought. Uh, just the key always is, is just prioritizing and just saying that, hey, like, uh, if, if the Lord wants us to draw close to him, making him number one, and then figuring out how do we now, if the Lord's going to be number one, how do you fit everything in after that? If God's going to be number one, if he wants, because you got to think about it this way. I'll say it this way, because I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. The Lord's all for you having love, having fun, being totally healthy. But there is a way that he says, this is the best way possible for you to do it. And I think it's so important for Gen Z just to figure out what does it look like to have health, to have love, to have joy um, in a way that the Lord says, man, I'm honoring God, I'm honoring people, and I'm honoring and, and blessing myself. I think that's important. And Kirby, you said something, just talking about grace. I, man, I think we just forget how amazing grace is. We forget how amazing, like the Bible says he covers a multitude of sins, right? Yeah. The Bible says that we, we, that God abounds in love and he abounds in grace. There is just so much grace for us. And the Lord just has so, such a, a big heart for all his children. And specifically as we're talking about Gen Z, I, I think his heart is just to draw them close to him and be like, like I said, I want you, all these things in life that you're looking for, I want you to find them in me first. So yeah. that's it. That's okay. all I got. I feel like one of the luckiest people in the world to yeah. get to know you, to, to get to know Gen Z, to get to learn from you as well. So thanks for being here today, you guys. Anything we want to add? No? I've been staring at that camera. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's over now. It's over. You did it. Way to go. <laughs>